0: To that one show with Brian Combs and joining me on the show for the third time is one of my longest and best friends Mr. Chase Abner how are you today Chase? I'm doing pretty good Brian I'm doing pretty good happy to be on here. So uh, this is your third time on the show and that bumps you up to number two on the most frequent guest just behind Dixie. Just behind Dixie,
1: what? She's probably got eight, eight or nine, right?
0: Yeah, about nine or ten, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if you'll ever catch her. She has, she has a lot to say, I guess.
1: Yeah, and the pro-
0: yeah. proximity is also comes comes into play when when I drag her in. Usually, when I have somebody that backs out the last minute, she's always good to come on. So
1: I will allow uh, it because I, I respect the covenant of marriage, and I
0: <laughs> and I like listening to her, so uh, it's good so this episode was kind of your idea and we've been you know we've had this one simmering for for a few months really since the last time you were on and the title is no hit wonders but we want to be clear that you know we're not making light of any of the artists on here we just feel we got we love them We're going and we we want others to love them as well and we feel that they deserve to have hits whatever a hit is nowadays i guess you're on the itunes chart or You know, you get a million streams on Spotify or what have you. Uh, And we're going to do four artists each. Some are solo artists and some are bands. Uh, We'll talk in depth about them. We'll recommend a song from each of them that I'll play. And we will also, and this was your idea, you know, give similar artists that if a person is fans of, we feel they would probably enjoy those particular artists. I have everything correct, sir.
1: You do, you do. I just want to double down on uh, calling them no-hit wonders. Is not because they're not worthy of having hits. It's just they've not not made it there yet, but we think they deserve to.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: So we will get right into it. I usually let my guests go first, and today is no different. Who is the first artist that you would like to talk about today, Chase?
1: My first pick is Austin-based singer-songwriter David Ramirez. All righty. I'm I'm going with him first because it just so happens I'm going to go see him in concert later tonight at XBK Live down in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, I'll say it feels a little reductive to call David Ramirez a singer-songwriter. He certainly does sing, and he can write the hell out of a song. But that label, singer-songwriter, can carry an unfortunate connotation in Mm -hmm. my mind. It makes you think of an artist with an acoustic guitar playing in the corner of your local coffee house. Mm -hmm. They're overconfidently playing quote unquote original songs that are thinly veiled ripoffs of Joni Mitchell or Jim Croce or something else.
0: Yeah, Bob Dylan. But,
1: or Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. And that picture is unfitting for Ramirez because of his five studio albums and three UPs, it just shows that he's capable of writing and performing songs from a wide array of genres. His first two albums I would say uh have him navigating the the best aspects of mainstream country and the more subdued notes of folk music and then his third album Fables he sounds like a traveling Wilbury, untimely born so uh he's got he's just got range uh his next album we're going we're not going anywhere um i would say it's like a collision of alt country and indie rock some uh-huh. even compared to the soundscape to to like the likes of the war on drugs on that album and then the pendulum swing so his next full length album is called my love is a hurricane and it's really uh, a pop and RB sounding album with a lot of electronic beats and uh heavily piano driven whereas his previous albums were more guitar based and then his last his last release was an ep of church songs of him singing hymns and other uh worship music from his days growing up the son of a, a baptist preacher so all that in my mind just points to the fact that david ramirez can write and sing about anything and because of that he's worth your attention
0: yeah uh i was you know just vaguely familiar with David Ramirez up until a few weeks ago, you had sent some of the artists that you were wanting to talk about in this episode. So I kind of dug into him. And uh, the first thing I actually listened to was that new EP of, you know, traditional hymns that you talked about. And it stands out to me that a lot of artists, uh, especially those that are quote unquote labeled singer songwriters, oftentimes will not necessarily put an entire album out of hymns, but every now and again, they'll do one in concert. Uh, or you know throw one on an album Uh, and it's because a lot of them really were exposed to and began playing music in church at a young age
1: absolutely um yeah he pays tribute to that and he he sings a lot on his other albums about his struggles with faith and doubt Mm -hmm. and that's something that uh just resonates with me and i I think he's an important voice
2: yeah
0: and
1: not and you, and not for all the other factors, just for the way that he's expressed uh, artfully
0: things that I've felt in my own soul over the years. So, uh, uh, yeah, and you, and you you touched on that, you know, with most of his releases that you know they're different, and I I very much respect that in an artist. Uh, you know, some people you know find their comfort zone, literally release the same album over and over throughout their career. And I love an that tries new things. Uh, you know, his last full-length album that you touched on was really, really different from what I listened to than his previous couple, two or three. Uh, you want to talk a little bit more about that since it's his last, you know, proper album outside of the the gospel EP?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, unfortunately, it's, it's the least favorite of his full-length releases uh, in, in terms of... You know my own personal preferences but i, I still respect the songcraft that he displays on there even if the music doesn't quite hit the sweet spot for me but just great songs the title track my love is a hurricane it's just a, a beautiful beautiful testament to the power of love and to hope and uh yeah i just respect him a ton i wanted to tell a story just came to me brian the first time i saw him in concert it was at the maintenance shop which is a small venue here in Ames, Iowa, on the campus of of Iowa State University. Yep. And he had a full band, and uh, on the last song, the band goes on an extended jam. David left the stage and walked around and shook the hand of everybody in the room and thanked them for coming. Wow. Uh, While the band jammed on, you know, a genuine handshake and looked them in the eye, and it took about eight minutes, you know, but uh, I'd never experienced that in a concert before.
0: I've only experienced one thing similar. I saw a fellow at a small venue in Moorhead a few years back there were probably maybe 40 of us there and he literally as his band played uh the last song of the main set before the encore came out and hugged everybody and just gave them all a free cd for being there that he was selling you know out at the merch stand that he could have got 10 bucks out of
1: wow that's respectful well let me mention what what i would say david ramirez is for fans of yes drew, Hol- drew holcomb okay josh, josh ritter uh john morland especially when it comes to matters of faith and doubt, they have a very similar perspective and approach to the writing songs about that. And finally the people's Republic of Texas, which is David Ramirez's home. So if you're fans of drew Oakham, Josh Ritter, John Moreland
0: and Texas, you might appreciate David Ramirez. John Moreland is the one that I thought of almost immediately when I started listening to him, especially how you mentioned about, you know, how they both write about their faith and their doubts and things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, and I think Morland's from Oklahoma, and you know, David is obviously from Texas. So they're kind of neighbors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what song do you want me to play today from David Ramirez uh, for anybody out there that may have never heard him? Yeah.
1: This was hard because there's stuff I love throughout his catalog. So I picked one sort of near the middle, uh, which is a song, Watching from a Distance, which is from uh, We're Not Going Anywhere.
0: All right, we'll play it and then we'll be right back. go. So- Now, time for my first artist it is a band from seattle washington uh no not that band or that one but deep sea diver uh and i first uh noticed deep sea diver uh probably about uh eight nine years ago uh i was watching the shins in louisville kentucky and jessica dobson who is the lead guitarist and vocalist for deep sea diver was actually in the shins at that time. And she and her husband as deep sea diver opened. And at the time they only had like one EP with a few songs on it. So, but they immediately came on my radar and uh, they've since added a couple members, uh, a drummer, Peter Mance, uh, and then a a rhythm guitarist and sometimes synth player, Elliot Jackson. And uh, they released a couple independent uh, albums uh secrets and uh history speaks in 2012 and 2016 and they really started getting on people's radars more so just a couple uh years ago i think year before last their feature length ma- uh, debut album that was actually the first on a major label uh called the impossible weight and it was one of my favorite albums of that year uh i know that our mutual friend charles is a big fan of this band and that album and he and i have discussed them quite a bit i'm itching to get to see them live again because at the time like i said it was literally just you know the duo and they were really 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 new but i love their sound are you uh are you familiar with deep sea diver at all have you I know you've probably listened to them a couple, two, three times, maybe on college radio, or they just come up on your Spotify when you're just kind of listening.
1: Yeah. You know, I can't remember the first time I heard of them, but I know I'm pretty sure Charles saw them open for Wilco maybe or someone. Yes, he did. And he had a good experience and, you know, his recommendation pointed me uh, towards their music, but I think it was in 2020 after impossible weight came out or, or as a lead single, I listened to in 2020, I streamed a lot of KEXP out of Seattle and since she's a Seattle-born, or at least a seattle uh, rot artist, um, they gave heavy airplay to Impossible Weight, which is uh, the title track and the duet she does with Sharon Van Etten. And uh, I really love that song. It was on my list of discoveries from that year, and I listened to it a ton, listened to that whole album. Um, but I would say my experience with her music is pretty limited to that, that specific album.
0: Yeah, and, you know... Obviously they had, you know, the way and the money of a, you know, record label behind them when they made that album. And you can tell very much so in the production. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not, but in this case, I definitely think they benefited from that, uh, from having, you know, whoever uh, give me for not remembering the producer's name, but that person did an excellent job. Uh, And if I were recommending them to someone who's absolutely just never heard a single song from them, obviously the shins, uh, which I just mentioned, uh, you mentioned Sharon Von Edden, uh, also spoon and the, yeah, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. if you like any of those artists or more than one, I would highly recommend you to, uh, check out deep sea diver, uh, from Seattle, Washington. And I'm going to play one off of their newest album, and that is called Lights Out, which is probably my favorite song of theirs. And then we'll be right back with Chase's second artist. back and we've each did one artist so far we have three more to go uh we originally were only going to do three total and chase a me uh last night and talked me into adding a fourth but that's good that this gives two more artists a chance to you know to be discussed today and maybe a couple people to discover those particular artists so chase who do you have for your second no hit wonder
1: Brian, my second no-hit wonder uh, comes from across the Atlantic Ocean in the mm. Scandinavian Peninsula of Norway. It's the band Hike, mm-hmm. spelled H-A-J-K. Mm-hmm. Um, I first heard them in 2019 on the local college radio station here in Ames, Iowa, K-U-R-E. You can stream that online. I discovered a lot of fun artists from there that I wouldn't have heard. Otherwise, I'm still a major advocate of independent and public and community radio, so... Absolutely. Unfortunately, you can't get it over the air much more than 10 miles out of town, but uh, but in town, I listen to it quite a bit. Uh, but anyway, I heard a song uh, on that radio station. I whipped out my phone to use Shazam so I could know who the artist was. And since then, their 2019 album, Drama, has been one of my most listened to. I, I come back to it over and over again. It's uh, it's not too heavy, uh, but it's still com- complex, musically interesting and while they create what they call straight-to-the-heart pop songs, I would say it's very heavily influenced with funk and jazz and soul music, uh, particularly music from the U.S., and they themselves would say that's primarily uh, their influence is, is American music. And they also have the somewhat uncommon aspect of two lead singers, one male and one female. I will not attempt to pronounce their names uh, <laughs> because I will totally butcher them. Uh, let your fingers do the walk-in, and you can look them up. If you care to know, um they've been relatively quiet since 2019 and the release of drama, but fortunately, Brian, just this week, they dropped a brand new single, and it seems to be a hint that a full album is coming before the end of the year. so I'm what a coincidence, sure. yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that.
0: I think that single's called "Not Your Last." I listened to that last night, yes, sir, yeah, uh, that's it, And I didn't get to listen to their first like I'll go ahead and confess that I was not familiar with this band at all until yesterday, really uh and i wanted to be able to listen to both of their albums last night but only got to listen to the newest one that you just mentioned so that's the only thing i'll be able to add i have nothing to add at all against her i guess i think their debut was was it self-titled um yes Uh, But i I didn't get to listen to any songs on it but i will reiterate that uh some of your thoughts on drama that came out uh three years ago or four now i guess wow Mm. (laughs) uh and I really enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, and uh, I definitely enjoyed it enough to where I'm going to dig into their debut, hopefully sometime in the next day or so. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't mean album, Their debut album is definitely more pop rock. And
1: I would say drama is more indie soul. So they they kind of went a more, I don't know, R&B direction with their second album. And I'm excited to see what they're
0: going to release for us, hopefully this year. Do you happen to know if the, the you know, you mentioned they had two lead singers. Do you happen to know if they're related?
1: They don't share a last name, at least. Okay. Uh, one last name, and I'm going to butcher it, is Os, A A S, and the male's last singer
0: is Anderson. Yeah. I, I was just wondering because uh, I really, really dug a little bit at some of the harmonies on that album. A lot of times if someone harmonizes really well with another person, it's called blood harmony. And I don't know if it was necessary to that level, but it was good enough to where I was just, you know, I wondered if maybe they were related somehow.
1: Spoiler alert. My next pick, uh, features blood harmony. So. Well,
0: hold your horses because you're not going to get to skip right ahead and, and, you know, just go over my next pick. But, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, you have anything else you want to add? I, I know you want to say, you know, give similar artists, that may be more popular amongst, you know, just a casual music listener or anything else you want to add? Yeah, I'd
1: say uh, Hike Hike is for fans of Bahamas, you know, the Canadian project, John Mayer Mm -hmm. as well, that that bluesy guitar work, and then Tom Mish, who's a British guitarist and does a lot of instrumental soul funk music and Pickled Herring, you know, the – the prized food of the country of Norway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So what, uh, what song do you want? Is it going to be their new single or is it going to be one off of their uh, previous two albums?
1: You know, I, I went back and, and chose the song that first introduced me to them when I heard it on the radio in 2019. And that's the song keep telling myself from their second full length album drama. Good
0: deal. We'll play that now f- for our listeners and we'll be right back.
2: Don't know if you trust me anymore After what I did And after all the things I said I swear it was not intentional Expressing my emotions Always hard for me You deserve everything you've ever wanted Try to find the words, but I can't reach a single thought. Can't you hold on just a little bit longer? We're so much closer now. I just keep telling myself this is everlasting love. Ooh, I'm afraid I might.
0: okay i have one more and we will go once again similar to chase and go to another country for my second uh, artist that i want to talk about all the way across the pond i don't know chase if you've ever heard of this band they're called the beatles <laughs> <laughs> no i'm i'm pulling for them brian i really hope that I, they may make it <laughs> <laughs> the, the big things are ahead for that band um <laughs> In all seriousness, my second band is Fontaine's DC uh, from Dublin, Ireland. Uh, And I really don't know how I would categorize them as far as the genre goes. The internet would tell you they're post-punk, but I mean, what is that exactly? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this was a band I was only familiar with in past. And I, like you, I, uh, I don't really have a college radio station here or really, you know, an independent radio station that I can pick up. I the actual actually FM radio, but I stream uh, WFPK out Louisville a lot, so I, I'd heard them, you know, several times on there, and, and I liked them well enough, but my daughter Natalie, one of her favorite bands in the world is the Arctic Monkeys, and uh, we are going to see them later this year, and Fontaine's DC's opening for them, so... Whenever I'm seeing a band uh, and they have their opener announced, I always try to dig into that band's catalog just so I'll be familiar with it somewhat. Uh, And I loved what I heard. Really did. I kicking myself. They've not been around a whole lot long. their debut came out in 2017, Um, but they do have, you know, three proper albums that I really, really like. Uh, And the crazy thing to me is, is almost all of them have the name Connor. Either in their last name or first name in the band. You have <laughs> Carlos O'Connor and then Connor Curley and Connor Dehan. And hmm. uh that I guess the black sheep is, is grind chatting, C-H-A-T-T-E-N. Probably butchered that. But uh they, you know, if I had to you know say hey, I would obviously say, well, if you like the Arctic monkeys, listen to them also the strokes, idols, hmm. uh, and even though I don't think they're nearly on the level of this band, but they do have a similar sound, the clash. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and do not take that, that I'm saying Fontaine's DC is as good as the clash (laughs) (laughs) because very few bands are, I know Charles Hurl, that probably will. He listens to this episode. That probably get hit, get him up and druthers, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I really like them, man. I'm looking forward to seeing them open for the Arctic monkeys. Uh, and you mentioned last night that you were a little bit familiar with them. Uh how familiar are you with Fontaine's DC? I
1: couldn't I couldn't name even a, a song that they sing, but I know I've heard them because I too uh stream WFBK out of Louisville quite often just to have music on, discover new things. It's again, I'm a fan of independent and public radio and um they do a good job of finding and introducing artists and in the comparison to idols that's what comes to mind you know when i think of fontaine's dc um i've listened to them a little bit and uh i heard a song on uh, on my local college radio station the other day and i thought it was idols but it was a band called viagra boys and so <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a bonus no hit wonder for you They have a song called troglodyte that is kind of about gun violence and uh anyway that's a bonus recommendation.
0: Yeah, uh Fontaines, I noticed in their lyrics, uh they're not necessarily political, but they were very, you know, social con uh conscious. Um uh, mm-hmm. and if anybody out there likes Pearl Jam, I uh the, the interview itself is about two years old, but Eddie Vedder and Jeff Ament were on the Bill Simmons podcast, but I just now got around to listen to it. And he asked uh them, you know, who were some of their favorite newer artists, and Jeff Ament. Uh, pretty much seth fontaine's dc is in his opinion the best band of the you know newer band of the last five to ten years wow. um uh, and that and uh you know somebody of his stature I i respect his opinion on music yes sir yes, so sir. what i'm gonna do now is play one all the way back off of their debut album the uh the album is called uh and this particular song is called "Boys in the Better Land."
2: You're not a live voice so you start kicking when the room is spinning and the words I'm sticking. And the radio's on again, a runaway model With a face like sin and a heart like a James Joyce novel Saying sister, sister, how I miss you, miss you Let's go wrist to wrist and take the skin off up, upper glister If you're a rock star, pop star, superstar Doesn't matter what you are, get yourself a good car Get out of here Well, put the boys in the better land, you're always talking about the boys in the better land The boys in the better land Put the boys in the better land, you're always talking about the boys in the better land The boys in the better land Drivers mm-hmm. got names for busy double barrels Spits out, breaks out, only smoke, carrots
0: right we are back we will uh get ready to, to take a quick break here just in a minute uh um, let's briefly chase recap your two artists you don't have uh, just who they are uh so if, if people would not taking notes necessarily they'll have a chance to you know write these names down so after they listen to this podcast they can go on Spotify or wherever they choose to get their music now and uh give them a listen
1: Yeah, my first pick was Austin-based singer-songwriter David Ramirez, and my second pick was Hike, uh, a pop rock band from Oslo, Norway, that's spelled H-A-J-K, Hike.
0: Pronounced like you're going on a hike. Correct. Yes. So we will take a very brief break before we do that. My two artists so far are Deep Sea Diver from Seattle, Washington, and Fontaines, D.C., from all the way over in Dublin, Ireland. You are listening to that one show. We are hopefully introducing you to some new artists that you will fall in love with today. If we haven't so far, hopefully we'll get one of these next uh, two that we have each after the break hit the mark for you. Hey, I want to tell you all real quick about the brand new presenting sponsor of that one show, the Goblin Trading Company. They make all kinds of cool stuff, shirts, T-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs. Uh, They do a lot of D&D type merchandise, but they also have a bunch of exclusive that one show merch. Uh, They've got me as a goblin. They've got me as a superhero, a Funko Pop, all kinds of stuff. You can get those on hoodies coffee mugs t-shirts whatever you'd like check them out at etsy.com backslash shop backslash goblin trading i'll also have a link straight to their store and the show notes of this and every episode of season three once again for your official one show merchandise and much much more check out my friends at the goblin trading company we are back and once again chase abner has joined us for the third time and today we are talking about artists that we love that for whatever reason haven't broke through with a wider audience uh we've discussed a couple artists each so far which means we have two more left a piece i'll let you go ahead and give your third artist that you want us to talk about and hopefully, people to discover today, Chase.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. As I teased earlier, I have a an artist on my list who features Blood Harmony, uh-huh. and that artist is the Bell Brigade, uh-huh. which is a folk rock duo from sunny Los Angeles, California, made up of brother sister duo Ethan and Barb Gruska. And uh, while I'm happy to try and get this band's name out there more, they've actually disappeared as a duo since 2014's album Just Because, and they've not been active together. But um, I still think their two full-length albums are are worth anybody's time if you're into music and like folk rock. I started following them after their 2011 self-titled release got them some attention in the indie music world. Which was due in part, Brian, to the duo being grandchildren of John Williams, the multiple Grammy and Oscar winner. I did not know famous that. Famous for uh, composing the soundtracks Star Wars, Jazz, Superman, Jurassic Park, the first couple films.
0: Basically any film that you've watched over the last 40 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's been on it or been an influence on it, basically. Uh, Anyway, I, I liked what I heard. You know, that may have been why they got attention, but I like what I heard when I listened to their music, and I believe it, it, it deserves attention on its own merit. They're, they're good writers. Uh, again, they f- feature very hooky folk rock with crisp drums, pristine production, and it's just really, really tight. Um, and, yeah, the harmonies are so tight, it's hard to tell which one is singing. They have very similar voices, and they blend together really well. It's on full display. On their albums and uh it's it's conjured comparisons to the everly brothers or sean and sarah watkins from nickel creek or even the fellow los angeles sibling band heim which is three sisters so uh-huh. um, and i enjoy all those artists so uh i would say brian that both of their albums the the self-title release from 2011 and then uh 2014 just because would probably be in my top 50 albums of the 2010s both of them um, yeah both of them Mm. i like them that much and uh i'm still surprised at how many people just don't know about them now the further we get away from those releases it makes sense but even people who i feel like were paying attention to music in the 2010s um seldom know who this band is so
0: do you know exactly why they've been on hiatus the last you know five six seven years
1: no not not really i don't know why they quit i mean they both continue to be active in the music world, doing stuff on their own. Uh, for instance, Ethan has written, performed, and produced music with an impressive cast of characters, Phoebe Bridgers, Paul McCartney, Madison Cunningham, John Legend, Weezer, Bruce Hornsby, <laughs> Marcus <laughs> Mumford. And so he's he's done a lot of work. In addition, he released two solo albums. And that, then Barb, yeah. has, Barb has done drumming with Jenny Lewis, Elvis Costello, and Kurt Vile. And, uh, maybe more famously, she's been a touring member of the Foo Fighters singing in their vocal ensemble,
0: all right, yeah, so that's actually yeah. the second time Phoebe Bridgers has come up on this uh this particular episode,
1: <laughs> yep uh yeah, so uh, you know, they're both talented people and have had work. They've just not been making music together. you know, um interestingly enough, if you look at their Spotify, their top track is a is a song that they did for the Twilight Breaking Dawn soundtrack.
0: Well, that makes uh,
1: sense. <laughs> it's funny it's like i've it. i don't really like that song um and then they also had uh the honor of being featured on the 2012 uh, chimes of freedom album which was uh, the songs of bob dylan and it was like in the 50th anniversary of amnesty international so nice. um you know they were on there with you know pretty pretty impressive cast and so uh johnny cash is on it i'm wearing jacket mark Knopfler, you know blake mills i mean just almost anybody can imagine jackson brown so you know they had some uh sparks and got some attention but for whatever reason that is unbeknownst to me they've they've not been making music together in a long time
0: so uh i was you know like a couple of other artists you mentioned they you know semi-familiar with them and you know i dug into their album and i'm like you and and you just were talking about how you knew people that we're really into music, but uh, but never got into them heavily when they, you know, made these two albums several years ago. And I guess I'm guilty of that. So maybe I'm part of the reason why they never kept going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe they'll be like, uh, uh, what's that band that had the uh, uh, Neutral Milk Hotel? Maybe, you know, 10 years from now, they'll become a cult classic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so. And just to list out some artists, you know, that I think their their albums remind me of, Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Um, Dawes, of course, is another one, an L.A.-based band, so similar songwriting tendencies. And then I would say they remind me of a driving for nowhere, for no reason in the middle of summer. So definitely warm, popular upbeat music. So. I,
0: I, yeah, I, I agree with that last statement wholeheartedly. Definitely, yeah. definitely music you would want to put down on the first pretty day of spring and it's, you know, it's warm enough to put your windows down and just want to drive the back roads for a few hours and, and listen to good music.
1: Yep. Yep. And for the song I'd like to play, Um, it's from their debut album and uh it's one that just captures well, the dangers of comparing yourself to other people and trying to be better than other people. And, you know, I don't know who said it at first, but comparison is the thief of joy. And I think that's the thread in uh-huh. this song. And uh, again, the song's from their 2011 self-titled debut, and the song was called Losers.
0: Nice. Let's play it for our listeners, and we'll be right back. I don't want to be
2: laid down No, I don't want to die knowing That I spent so much time when I was young Just trying to be the winner so I wanna make it clear now. I wanna make it known. That I don't care about any of that shit no more. Don't care about being a winner. Or being smooth with women. Or going out on Fridays. Being the life of party.
0: All right that was the bell brigade and hopefully they will soon in their year-long hiatus uh maybe this episode will put a spike in their streams and they're like what what the hell's going on we've just had a bunch of new people listening to these songs that we put out six seven years ago we're gonna have to get back in the studio but it is now time for my third artist and i could not get through an entire episode of talking about artists that may be under the radar without having w- at least one from the state of Kentucky uh my home and I guess it's what well, no matter where you live chase would be a place you always consider home is Kentucky uh we're both biased towards all things at the bluegrass state be it basketball or music or <laughs> whatever what have you and uh, I gonna talk about s g Goodman uh today who has two albums under her belt as of this recording. Still very much active, currently on tour. She's opening for Tyler Childers at a bunch of shows this summer. And uh, she's starting to get on people's radars. Uh, I'm a huge fan of My Morning Jacket. And uh, Jim James produces albums from time to time, which is, you know, the the lead singer for My Morning Jacket. And he produced her debut album a couple years ago uh, called Old Time Feeling. And I really, really liked that album. It was—I think it ended up in my top ten that year. And then last year, she followed up with her sophomore album called Teeth Marks, and once again, it was one of my ten favorite albums of the year. Uh, I know you're somewhat familiar with SG. I'll let you talk on her in a bit. I will say that uh, Tyler uh, has a U- Tyler Childers has a YouTube video of him covering her song Space and Time. That's led a lot of people to discover her and that's awesome uh and uh, hopefully more and more people start you know digging into her two albums uh hopefully she has a lot more to come she actually was in a band here in kentucky that played a lot of like just dive bars and smaller clubs for a while called savage radley before she Hmm. broke off on her own i've not been able to find any of their music really uh i've I've tried i just bits and pieces are out there but it was about i guess it was just you know a band that never really made it. Uh, but you know, to me, she has one of the best voices, new voices, and by that I mean how she actually, you know, sings that I've heard in several years, man. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned space and time, and and I love Tyler's cover, and you know, I love, it. but man, to me, her, you know, her version's better. She just oh, the vocals mm-hmm. on that that never never fails to give me chills that's a, that's an album i play on vinyl a lot especially on on lazy sundays
2: mm-hmm. uh
0: you mentioned you know your previous band is a song that that you like to listen to on a pretty day she she her music i like to listen to when it's kind of cold and dreary out for some reason i don't know it's not necessarily depressing music it just kind of like maybe fall music late winter early spring type music for me um mm-hmm. uh, now, she's a little bit heavier on teeth marks than she was, you know, her debut. Uh, I don't think you consider a rock and roll being any stretch, but you can't really, just, you know, you know, like you said in Dave and Mary, as I hate pigeonholing somebody into singer-songwriter, but I guess that's what you'd have to call her as of now. Uh, what do you think about SG?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of my interest in her came from you talking about her on your radio show or your podcast and um, her song, old time feeling made it mm-hmm. onto my, uh, my best of, you know, s- just songs of the, of that year that it was released. And I probably heard it on a playlist or something, you know, Spotify generated for me. And, uh, no, nah, I like her. I listened to that first album quite a bit. I've not listened to the, the more recent album all the way through, but I've heard a song uh, here and there about it. I listened to her. Uh, she was on, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, WTF with Mark Marin. Yes little bit of her story and her background growing up and you know as I was listening to her music again last night just preparing to talk I just thought she's like the Brandy Carlisle of the hollers you know
0: it's funny she's uh, actually you know it's funny though because she she's from West, far Western Kentucky I think Hickman, which is like mm-hmm. like one of the most western counties in the state of Kentucky and for y'all don't it's not familiar with Kentucky there's 50 states and we are probably in like land size or in the bottom you know 20 we have 120 counties (laughs) which is by far the most of any state in the United States of America but that that's that's off topic but yeah she yeah that's a great comparison man uh I actually on my notes you know said if you like Emily Harris or Lucinda Williams uh you would like her but yeah Brandy Carlisle's definitely a good comparison too because she can do the soft acoustic introspective song but she can you know hit it a little harder if she has to that brand you know that brandy carlisle does from time to time
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah she it's just the the vocal strength that she has the tone it reminds me a lot of brandy but she's just got more the the twang of the mountains i think so absolutely even though though she grew up in western part of the state i know she was probably reared on mountain music so no doubt
0: no doubt and uh, i do recommend if if you all are already fans of sg or become fans because of this show that you listened to that episode of WTF that Chase mentioned it's a really really good interview uh, she can tell her story far better than I could so I'm not going to try but I will go ahead and play the song that I talked about a few minutes ago that Tyler has covered that you may or may not have heard here she is with off of her debut album Space and Time chase we have one left each and we will get to how these two artists are connected in a bit once i've you know announce mine and talk about them but go ahead and talk about your last artist today
1: yes my fourth and final no hit wonder for today is mckenzie lockhart hmm. Mackenzie, Mackenzie is a singer songwriter from muscle shoals alabama and hearing the name of that place alone should make your ears perk up if there's been bad music made in the Shoals, I've yet to hear it. Uh, so most music fans and, and I assume listeners of this podcast are already familiar with the legend and lore of Muscle Shoals. Oh, yeah. And it's historic fame and sound studios. Um, there's a great documentary out there that tells the story of music in the Shoals. And and there's some in there who suggest that there's something in the water that makes it ripe for musical talent. And, and Mackenzie grew up drinking it, and, and she still does. And she's moved across the river from the Shoals to Florence, Alabama where she makes her home base where she writes records and makes a life with her musician husband and uh, her best friend and loyal doggo Bench. uh he features prominently if you follow her on instagram yep. so i i uh, was first introduced to mckenzie's music through a mutual friend back in 2018 and i entered in fairly skeptically as one does when your friend says hey you should listen to my friend's music um but then I started to stream her releases on Spotify, and I, I just kept scratching my head and wondering why I hadn't heard of her before, because uh, she's right in the sweet spot of a lot of the music that I enjoy. And I still wonder why she's not a household name, Brian. Uh, she's just great voice, writes great songs, and reminds me of so many other artists um, that are out there, and she's as good as any of them. She's, uh, I would say her songs are often about heartbreak, faith doubt and uh, relational conflict and she writes about it in a way uh that makes you feel known or at least me like that i just can really like it makes sense to me the way that she puts things and uh, i would say at times i feel like she's been listening to my internal dialogue or reading my text messages <laughs> some of the stuff <laughs> she says it just hits really close to home um her her full length release the Kindness of strangers uh came out last year and i put it on my list of favorites of 2022 and here's what i wrote about it at the time this album make, feels like your friend's house, the one where you feel most at home. You know where the pots and pans are, you know the comfiest spot on the couch, and you are known to and welcome. So that that ability to capture and make somebody feel at home through music is, is something she does quite well. And, and for those who need a category, I would say she's folk and country. Uh, but Truly McKenzie's music is for people who love songs more than they love genres, and um, I'll stand by that. And and if it's helpful to know this connection, her latest album features appearances from John Paul White, a fellow Muscle Shoals native and Florence resident who won a Grammy as a part of the duo of the Civil Wars. Yes. 10, 12 years ago, I guess it was. And then another standout contributor... On The Kindness of Strangers is her husband, Peyton Pruitt, who's a lead singer and guitarist from a band called Carver Commodore, another indie rock outfit from uh, my
0: mm-hmm. uh, So I had no idea uh, who McKenzie was until you, you know, raved to me about that album last year. And it ended up being one of my, probably my, it didn't make my top 10, but it was definitely in my top 15 honorable mentions when I'd done my year list, and the, the song writing on there, man, is phenomenal. Uh and I echo your thoughts. She should be, especially on indie radio or college radio, she should be all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh and hopefully she will be. Uh phenomenal voice as well. Uh I can't wait to see what she's gonna do next. Cause I uh you know to come out of the gates, I, even though you know she had, you know, independently had released some other music, but for that, your first official debut album. What I mean, what album! I think did you end up ranking at number one? I think last year uh, I didn't.
1: I didn't rank. I just made a list of favorites, man. Yeah, but it
0: it was up there though. If I mean you, you probably raved to me about that album more than any other album last year. Yeah. So I'll say it for you. I think it was your favorite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I would, and according to Spotify, her her song, um, one of her songs from that album, um. Uh, the name of it's escaping me at the moment but it was my top listened to song uh and it was i think her first single from it um just a second i gotta tell you the name of it talk to me yes i think that was my most listened song on spotify from 2022 so great song
0: it really is great album man and i like a lot of music over the last 20 years that that you've found before i do uh, I have to thank you for introducing me to Mackenzie Lockhart, man. She's been in pretty heavy rotation since then, and I I can't wait to see what she's got coming down the pipe. She's a relatively newer, you know, artist and has many great things ahead of her. There's no doubt about that, man.
1: And she, I'll say, she doesn't tour heavy, so if she comes within a couple hours of you, don't miss the chance uh, to hear yes, her play.
0: Absolutely. Right. What song do you want us to play for everybody out there?
1: Well, let me let me list my for fans of. Okay. Don't yeah, absolutely. Yeah. sorry <laughs> for fans of brandy carlisle the uh-huh. secret sisters and crying in church
0: love love the secret sisters call man that's that's an excellent call yeah yeah
1: yeah and the song i'd like for you to play is one that has a personal connection it's uh, a song called the kindness of strangers and it's inspired by it uh an incident she and her husband and some friends had when they were traveling uh out to the west and uh that's an incident that happened the more they're, the day after i fed them biscuits and gravy as they passed through town and uh, <laughs> uh i have a personal connection to this story and it's the title track off of her 2022 release the kindness of strangers
0: awesome all right here's that song we'll be right back
2: I Thank you.
0: Chase, you just actually mentioned when talking about Mackenzie Lockhart, my final artist of the day. And that is also from Florence, Alabama, Carver Commodore. And just like Mackenzie, I hadn't no idea who this band was until about, I guess it's been three, four years now. You said, man, you got to listen to them, their debut album, tell me what you want. Uh I I've played, I've played that album to death. Uh I'm lucky enough. Get one of the few vinyls that they made and put out. Uh, and I've almost wore that sucker out already. Uh, then they followed it up, you know, almost immediately, very quickly, at least in the music business, with Welcome to the Modern World. And if that wasn't enough, they put an EP out last year called Too Much. That wasn't a full length album, but it had some fantastic songs on it. And I don't know how many times you and I have texted back and forth about how both of us are just baffled that they're not all over radio, man. Mm -hmm. i more than any artist that i've talked about today i'm probably shocked more than any of them that this band isn't bigger as of now than what they are i just i can't i just don't understand it dude
1: (laughs) i am uh i am right there with you man they uh they combine so many interesting elements of of rock and alternative music in a way
0: that's super duper uh accessible to people absolutely and just just such catchy hooks man uh I don't I thought about this a long time last night when I was making my notes and I don't know if they did, they missed their time by you know a, a decade cuz it seems to me that they would have been all over the place in the late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. uh, am I am I crazy in thinking that
1: oh no for sure uh for sure I mean I, I try to tell people what they sound like and it's pretty uh you know, I don't want to jump the gun on you for fans of, but
0: No, go ahead because I had a hard time coming up with some because like uh and I uh but name a couple man.
1: Uh, well, I think there's some of their songs remind remind me of Vampire Weekend, some mm-hmm. of their songs are Foo Fighters. Um, those are the two that jump out immediately to me. Uh, Colony House is another you know pop rock man out of Nashville. They're not huge, but they've done some national tours. So very similar to that, uh, in terms of generally pop, uh, positive themes and outlooks in their songs, but, but cool guitar riffs, um, things that just kind of get in your ear when you listen to them and stay there. So.
0: Absolutely. The ones I wrote down and I'm probably crazy. (laughs) I've got three quote unquote nineties band and actually one that's, uh, from way back in the day, Weezer, Jim Blossom's third eye blind and the cars.
1: Hmm. That's a, (laughs) <laughs> I, I believe I believe Peyton will be honored by those comparisons, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for them, Brian, because uh, in 2020 they were set to appear at South by Southwest and didn't get the chance. But because uh, oh, the, they're the gonna, pandemic, they're gonna get
0: to play this year there.
1: going to play South by this year.
0: Oh man, I I mean I hope they kill it, and I hope that leads to to what they deserve. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, a lot of bands quote unquote get discovered there. Uh, I mean, even though they've been out for a few years and have two full lengths and an EP out there for anybody that wants to listen to them, maybe that will be either a break. I'm yeah. I'm ho- I'm hoping so, man. Yeah. Cause I, I know that people would would absolutely fall in love with this band if they just sit down and listen to them. There's no doubt about it. Like you said, they're just so accessible. And that's not a bad thing. It really mm-hmm. isn't. Uh, you know, 15 years ago, you are not you and I've talked a lot about how I was just so snobby and, and judgy. And I probably wouldn't even have given them the time of day, you know, when I was, you know, 25 or 30. Uh, but I, I've I've matured a lot, and I try not to, you know, just automatically dismiss something. Uh, that, you know, and this band, by far, the four that I've talked about today are my favorite and probably the one I've listened to the most out of the four. And I don't even think it's close.
1: Yeah, man, I, it's one of those bands where I've told Peyton, I was like, I wish I didn't know you as a friend, because when I
0: told Peyton, <laughs> I, mean, I actually
1: get a little like, yeah, sure, your friends are in a good band, but um, man, they're just that good, and and he and his bandmates are just good people, and so I really, really root for them on a number of levels, and I uh, hope I get to i have not yet to get to see them play live. See, I haven't they're, either. They're, they've been through the Midwest a couple times uh, since I, I got to know their music, but it's just never worked out that i could go because it's been you know a couple hours away and all night i have to work or something yeah so. they
0: came to lexton i think last summer but it was on a weeknight and i couldn't swing getting off to go and i wish I had it but man i gotta catch them live i'd say there's no doubt that they're phenomenal live they have to be
1: oh man there's plenty of uh if you just youtube look for carver, carver commodore live you're going to find uh some great clips they've released some live videos of their own and um You know, especially when they're playing in in Alabama, Birmingham, or just in the Southeast, they've got a pretty loyal following that shows up and goes hard with them. And so that's a good sign.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you mentioned with one of your previous picks, the Belgrade, that you like to listen to them on pretty days. I think that almost verbatim, every song that Carver Commodore have released is perfect for just a beautiful day. Uh, They've got a lot of songs that I like to listen to when I'm working out like you said there a lot most all their songs are just upbeat and optimistic which uh is a rarity in music a lot of times and uh to me that's you know I, I, sometimes i am a lot of uh people you know think that i just like you know depressing brooding <laughs> type of music and i do from time to time but i i really need a palate cleanser from time to time of something that just makes me happy and carver commodore never fails to do so mm. yes sir and i and i had a hard time deciding what song that i was going to play for folks and i just went with the one that i probably liked the best and it's from their debut it's called julie kid and uh i will play that in a moment but before we close out chase i want to thank you so much for coming on again uh this is your third trip on the that one show, and I'm hoping to snag you one more time later this year in person when you're in God's country, mm. a.k.a. Breathitt County, uh, for, to, to do an in-person recording. And we'll have to start brainstorming on what we want to talk about then. Because that's a few months away. But thanks so much for coming on today, man. It's been a blast.
1: Well, man, I'm always honored to talk music with you. Um, we do it every day, whether somebody's
0: listening or not. So it's fun to get <laughs> people to listen in. Absolutely. And uh once again, playing us out today is one of my favorite new artists, new being of the last you know five, six years, as well as Chase's. Uh, here is Carver Commodore with Julie Kidd.
2: Hey Julie, I know you're feeling blue. So I got some words for you I swear it's nothing weird Just lately You haven't seen bulletproof I know the lies sound a bit like truth, but you got nothing to fear Cause you don't Some are born to stay at home Some are born
0: One Show is brought to you by The Goblin Trading Company and is written, produced, and recorded by me, Brian Combs, most of the time right on my kitchen table. If you enjoy this show, please share it with someone who you think may enjoy it as well and check me out on social media on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. As always, thanks for listening and we will see you next week.